listening to a PK Olawale sermon. Prepare to be blessed. If we then chapter number four, we'll read from verse number 14 to 16. Is that okay? It was 4, 14 to 16. Glory be to Jesus. We're going to see a lot in God's word today. This is power in the word conference. Ladies and gentlemen, if God's word cannot do you good, then nothing can help you. Alright? I told you yesterday, God does not do what he can do. God does what he says he will do. There's a difference between what God can do and what he does. God only commits himself to what he has commissioned. God can do all things. All things. Ladies and gentlemen, God can do all all things. But God does not do all things. (laughs) Okay? He can do all things, but He doesn't do all things. He only does what He says He will do. Period. Alright? Hell, there's, well, there's there's blazing hell. Alright? Can God extinguish and put out the fire in hell? Yes. Will He do it? No. Alright? God knows we have enemies. And like some of us pray that our enemies should die. Does God kill our enemies? Yes, not because you ask him to. Because vengeance is not yours. Vengeance belongs to him. It doesn't belong to you. Okay? So it makes no difference. Um, uh, what you ask in there again. You must know what is yours and what it is. Um, when God wants to help your life, he sends you enemies. Not friends. He does not prepare you before you in the presence of your friends. Table is prepared before you in the presence of who? Your enemies. So you kill all your enemies, you have no table. It's as simple as that. No, no, that's I'm telling you scripture. You will have no table. In other words, there will be no celebration. No victory. The Bible says, and the Lord said to my Lord, sit here somewhere and tell him in verse number one. City at my right hand was my make your enemies your footstool. A footstool is an agent uh, of elevation. So when you kill your enemies, God's raw material for making footstools are enemies, not friends. So it's, it's enemies that God uses as footstools. You could have seen what would have become the life of Joseph without a Potiphar's wife. That destiny would have ended up in Potiphar's house. And yes, God had a destiny of of the palace of his life. You will not stop until you get there. Amen. I say nothing will stop you until you get there. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. For some, God will trouble your waters. God see that you are trying to get away from where you are because he wants to take you somewhere. And where you are already settling is not the place. So he troubles your waters, pushes you out. At that time, don't think it's the devil at work, not the devil. It is God at work. Your life has gone beyond what the devil can just do anything with. And you need to know that. Don't have faith in it. Know it. Okay, there's a difference. There are some areas the Bible did not say we should have faith. Okay? It says you know the truth. You don't need to have faith in that truth. Just know it. It's enough. Knowing it is enough to set you free. Alright? So when you know that you know that you know that like we said yesterday, your life is hidden in Christ and Christ in God. It's, it's happenstance, coincidences, 
um, accidents and luck. Stuff like that should just be luck is your cause anyway, in case you don't know. Um, but you know, accidental occurrences, your life has gone beyond that. You've entered into a particular, uh, what do you call it? Your life has been put on a path. The Bible says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace not able to give you an expected ending. He says, um, I come in the volume of the books. As it is written of me, I have come to do your will, O Lord. So let's read together. Hallelujah. Chapter 14 to sorry, verse 14 to 16. Today we're going to pray. I think God, I was praying and I when I got back. Um, I still feel the Lord will want us to pray. We're going to break something in this conference. Huh? So if you don't want to pray, don't come tomorrow. I'm, I'm serious. You don't have to. Okay? So, we're, we're going to pray. Let me explain. When the devil wants to destroy your life, it makes you a stranger to prayers. Prayer is simply man's helplessness crying to God's ability. The moment you stop praying, you're telling God, I don't need you. And that's where the devil wants you. Where everything is riding on your strength, not on God's ability. Prayer is you resting on God's ability. Knowing, Lord, I can't do this. Lord, I, I, I need you. So any day you don't pray, you are telling God, Lord, I don't need you for today. It's as simple as that. <laughs> That's easier to put it. So let's read together verse 14 to 16. Want to read? Sing then. Jesus, Cannot call yourself a mother if you've not birthed. Alright? Um, you cannot call yourself a pastor if there's no congregation. Do you understand? And so those are offices. Those are offices. You need the existence of someone else. Okay? To be to be to occupy that position. And so I said, God is God, God is not an office. Just to recap a little bit, God is not an office. For you to be God, it is not possible because there is just God. Alright? God, that talks about God in his own self-existence. He is Jehovah. The 
self-existing one, the sovereign one. He doesn't need anything or anyone to be who he is. Um, we know, like I said yesterday, in the beginning, God. So God was the one that began the beginning. Before then, there was no beginning. So if God was the one that created time, Genesis 1-1 was the creation of time. All right? And before then, ladies and gentlemen, God had been. And God he is. He lives in eternity past. I told you, God doesn't live in time. Eternity itself is time. Well, God surpasses time. Actually, eternity has its own existence in God. Anything that has a name exists before because God exists. So God cannot exist in anything that has a name. It is not possible because anything that we can name derives from him. Bible says in the book of John 1 verse 2, Bible says all things were made by him and without him was nothing made that was made. The Bible says in Colossians 1, it says all things were created for him, whether they be thrones, powers, principalities, they were created for him and by him. Alright, so he is the one that is Lord all in all. Please, all in all, do not let your heart be troubled for one reason. The fact that your God had been before anything else. When there, when there was no trouble, when there was no existence, when there was no Lucifer, when there was no Satan, when there was no sickness, when there was no death, when there was nothing, God is. And he said God was. I said God is. God is. Please understand that. Know it, ladies and gentlemen. And that, that will give you an understanding of the fact that everything that we see, visible and invisible, were created all to fill his purpose. I will, I will get to some areas today. I pray that the Lord will give you understanding. I told Pastor, I said, you know, I can do justice to this thing. Wow. I mean, the, 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 this, this topic surmises the totality of God's existence of God's being and that of the existence of mankind and the relationship between both of us. You, let me put it this way. Even when Jesus Christ became a man, when the word became flesh, and we call the word that became flesh, we call the name Jesus. Remember the Bible says in the beginning was the word, come and go with me, the word of God. All things were made, and the life was not made. In him was, and the life was, and the life shined. And verse 14, and the word became and dwelt among us. We beheld him as that of the only begotten, as that of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. This is one conference. We are going to read most of the Bible. Amen. And let me explain, please, it is not for you to know the Bible. You don't have to know chapter and verse. Okay? You don't have to know chapter and verse. If you do, it's an addition, but it makes no difference. So don't feel, oh, I don't know where this one is, or I, I chapter this, chapter that. That's not necessary. It's not necessary. What you need is to know what the Bible says. All right? When Jesus was being tempted, and Satan took a hold of him and said, turn this stone to bread. Jesus did not say, as the written book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 23, man shall not live by bread. What did he say? All he says is, it is, man shall not live by bread. That's all you need. Okay? That's all you need. So don't start feeling bad. I don't know. Not everybody will be judged that way. Not everybody will be picked. 
It is not necessary. Just know what the Bible says. Those days, when we were in school, there were some interesting things, nice things, moral things that we thought was in the Bible, like, ever help those who help themselves. You gotta put that to the devil, he will slap you. But <laughs> <laughs> that does not exist. In the Bible, it's a saying of men, alright? So please know your Bible. Now, I did say, ladies and gentlemen, the mystery of God's existence is I try to prove the fact that God had been and God cannot cease to be, uh, even when everything has stopped. Now, I'm trying to relate that to Jesus. Since, you know, the Father is a bit abstract in our mind because we can't have a picture of him. So it's a bit difficult to conceive who the Father is. But you know, we can, we can relate with Jesus, we can resonate with him. He became one of us, he walked on the street of the earth. Thank God there was no photography. <laughs> all the people men will have been sending his picture all over. <laughs> there was no photograph. Can you imagine having a photograph of Jesus? Don't make sure that the time you came, technology was not advanced. Otherwise, I mean, even me, I will have his picture at home. Rather than talk to him, he'll be talking to the picture. <laughs> so he made sure that at that time there will be nothing apart from the fact that you have faith. You see him with the eyes of your mind. And appreciate it. He doesn't want anything beyond that. All right. Now, for Jesus was born, and ladies and gentlemen, while he was born, it was not possible for Jesus to die. Let me explain. If Jesus did not submit himself to death, you and I would have still met him today. Jesus would have still been around today, and would have kept living until the end of time, and kept living because. He can't die. Let me explain. For there to be death, there must be sin. For there to be death, there must be what? Sin. There must be sin. Where there is no sin, there is no death. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, it says, um, death is, sin is the state of death. Okay? Where there is no death, there is no sin. Where there is no sin, rather, there is no death. Now, Jesus was not born dead, like I was explaining yesterday. Okay? Because he was not born of, of man. Now, please stay with me tonight. Man, it is not the woman that carries the life of the child. It is the seed of the man that carries the life of the child. Okay? The woman carries the womb, or has the womb, that carries the baby for nine months. Now, plus or minus two, which now you also need to know scientifically that while the baby is in the womb, the blood of the mother does not mix with that of the child. Go and check it out. While the baby is in the womb, the blood of the mom does not mix with that of, of the child. Now, for Jesus to be born free of sin and free of the nature of sin. Which is from Adam. Don't, don't forget, Adam died, so everything Adam gave birth to, death. So if Jesus was born dead like one of us, he would have needed to be redeemed like one of us. But he came to redeem us. And so he must not carry that nature of death. Now, to escape this, God made sure that he was not born of the seed of the man. Now, he was born of the Holy Spirit. Don't forget, Mary said, How shall these things be? He said that the power of the Apostle will overshadow you, 
the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and that will say, one of you shall be called holy. So, the Father of Jesus, the biological Father of Jesus, is the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit carries light. The Holy Spirit is God. In Him, there is no sin at all. The Bible says God is light, and in Him, there is no darkness at all. The book of James. Now, when Jesus was now born, everything about Him was born pure. Now, Jesus was not the son of Joseph. He became the son of Joseph by adoption. Hmm? By adoption. Telling us that at the end of the day, nobody will be born a Christian. For you to be born, become a Christian, you can only become a Christian through adoption. The Bible says, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Okay? But we receive the spirit of adoption wherever we cry. So, you cannot be born a Christian. You have to be adopted into the family of God. Okay? Through a rebirth, a new birth. So Jesus, here he is. Jesus, um, biologically, Jesus is not from the tribe of Judah. He can't be because he was not born of a man. Okay? For him to be on the tribe of Judah, his father must be from Judah. And his father is who? No, no. The Holy Spirit. His father is the Holy Spirit. So, which star is the Holy Spirit from? <laughs> okay? So, when you talk about him being the Lamb of the tribe of Judah, all that is through adoption. Everything you will become in God, you cannot inherit from your parents. It has to be through the process of adoption into God's family. God has to take you and bring you into his own family. So Jesus here now was born without the nature of sin. And where there is no sin, there is no, there is no death. Don't forget I explained yesterday that when God created death, death was dead. What actually activates death is sin. sin. Okay, so, and here Jesus had no sin. I mean, even when he was to be tempted, the Bible says he had to be led by his father. The Holy Spirit this biological father. The Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Why? Because James says, if any man is tempted, let him not say he's tempted by God. But every man is drawn by his own lust. Now, here Jesus had no lust. And yet, he needed to acquaint himself, like he says in verse 15. He said, We do not have a high priest who cannot be touched by our infirmities. He said, But in all things, he was tried. So he needed to be tried. He was expedient that he must be tried. Are you with me, church? Yes, it's expedient that he must be tried. And so um, the Holy Ghost had to send him there because there was no loss to him. Jesus had no capacity for sin, though he was a totally man. <laughs> the nature of the nature of sin was not in him at all. Now, if Jesus did not surrender to die, he would have kept living. For there to be death, there must be sin. If he did not surrender to die, so he told Pilate, 18 verse 37, the B part of it, he said in the book of John, he says, to this end was I born. For this cause came out to the world, I should bear witness unto the truth. Now all Jesus did was this, he says, I, am, I was born to die. I was born to die. So when death came, it became a challenge. The breakthrough of Jesus was, at that point in Gethsemane, Am I, for once, the will of the Father was different from that of the Son. Now, it wasn't a matter of not wanting to die or, 
um, trying to escape death. No, Jesus was ready to die. Jesus was ready to die, but he didn't want to die the death of the cross. John chapter number one, Bible says from verse 11, he came out to his own, his own received him not. Verse 12, as many as received him to them gave him power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe on his name. Verse 13, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of man, nor of the will of the flesh, but of God. Now, Jesus being born of God. Scripture is saying here that there are three possible wills you can have. Stay with me. Now, because I hear a lot of people talk about God has permissive will, perfect will. I don't believe in that. What we call permissive will is man's will. Man going is because the will of man is not necessarily sinful. But it's not what God wants. So here Jesus is standing and he said, Lord, um, if it is your will, let this call pass over me. Now the father did not respond because obviously that is not his will. Okay? But here was Jesus expressing his own desire. Let this cup pass. Now the cup is not death. Because without him dying, he will be forever. So he has to die to return. <laughs> he will leave. If Jesus did not submit himself to them, we'll still meet him here. He will be forever and forever. No aging. Just keep living. However, ladies and gentlemen, because his mission was to die, he was ready to surrender, but not the death of the cross. So here is the will of man. The will of man says, uh, the will of the flesh, which is the will of the devil. Totally absolutely, absolutely sinful. He says, don't die at all. The will of the flesh says, don't die at all. That means live forever. <laughs> Alright? Jesus will be trapped in this body forever. Number two, the will of man says, I will die but not the death of the cross. Kill me another way. Let them just spear my heart and let me die. Number three, the will of God says, you will die and you will die only one way. You will die the death of the cross. So here is now, the will of man, you notice, is not totally contrary to God. Alright? But it is not absolutely what God wants. Now that's what we call permissive will. Which for me is absolutely wrong. Now, do you know if you insist with God enough, Lord, I'm going to marry yourself, oh, I will tell you no. He won't. <laughs> he won't. He won't. If you want it bad enough, huh? And you wrestle with God, you get it. Even though it's not good for you. We always feel that the fact that, well, um, um, God being our Father is in control. God is not in control. God is going, God only controls what is given authority to control. If He does, He has interfered with you being a human being. What makes you different from every other being is the fact that you have a will. God created us in His likeness, in His nature. He says, let them have dominion over. Alright, let them be able to choose male and female created heathen. Okay, and they call their name Adam. Now, what he's simply saying is this. If you want to, if you want to fellowship with me, I'm here. I want you to be able to, don't forget, when the devil came and was, please, I'm just giving you some interesting foundation before we get to the real thing. When the devil came and spoke to the woman, what did he say? 
He said, well, if you eat this apple, oh, sorry, you don't know what I got for it. If you eat this fruit, <laughs> that's the that's effect of Hollywood or books. You keep apple, apple, apple. If you eat this forbidden fruit, he said, you'll be like God, knowing good and bad. Knowing good and bad. Excuse me, please. At that time, did they know good and bad? They knew good and bad. Now, no, please see. A lot of times, the devil is simply telling you what you know, but he's changing the words. He says, if you if you eat it, you start knowing good and bad, like God. Now, at that time, ladies and gentlemen, they already knew good and bad. What is bad? The tree. The forbidden tree is bad. Period. <laughs> what is good? Every other tree. <laughs> Period. Nothing else. So, question is, which other good or bad am I supposed to, to know? Because already they knew good they knew back. Everything is good for your eating. But this one, don't. In fact, they knew two bags. <laughs> number one, the tree. And number two, the consequence of the tree called of eating the tree called death. Thank you. So what you have to do was to demystify death. Don't worry. That guy there, which is you're not really that. Are you still with me? Yes. Now, in the light of this, let's get back to where we were before. Whenever we talk about God being on the throne, God only sits on the throne in four instances. Now, these four instances are offices, they are not his person. In other words, I told you an office is something that, or a position, or a situation where you need someone else to have your own existence, or to have your own right, or to be able to occupy that position. Now, God as king is an office. When nothing was, he was not king. For you to be king, you must have a kingdom. Huh? For you to be king, you must have citizens of that kingdom. So when nothing was, God was not king. What was he? God. God, that's all. God. Now, so whenever you talk about approaching the throne, you can only approach the throne in four instances, and you are approaching four different offices. Possible four different offices you can approach before the throne. What you need now, ladies and gentlemen, please. Bible says in the Ecclesiastes, I need you to listen well. I'm trying really to give you the keys you are going to need here. The Bible says, and a lot of people don't know this, and we suffer a lot unnecessarily. Bible says in the Ecclesiastes chapter 10, it says, if the axe is blunt, much strength will be required. Much strength, God. But the Bible says, skill brings success. In other words, it is, it is having the 
energy and the will is not enough to succeed. If you have a clear understanding and the skill of God's word, as in, okay, who am I meeting now? Let me explain. If God, as just God, was enough for us, and God does not have to stand in any other office, then all of us can approach God and get what we want to get all the time, anyhow, anyway. But ladies and gentlemen, there are some times you must know when to approach God as Father. There are other times you cannot approach Him as Father, you must approach Him as King. There are other times you must learn to approach Him as a judge. You remember that woman in the book of, in, in the book of Matthew? The Bible says, there was this judge that neither feared God nor man. I say, I mean, yeah. But this woman kept going to the judge. Avenge me on my adversaries. Now you don't go, you don't go to a father and say, avenge me on my adversaries. It is not the office of the father to avenge. The father is not a judge. The father is a father, and the job of the father is to care for his children. So when I want judgment, I don't go to father. Though it's the same person on the throne. So I go to who? To the judge. So you must understand, I'm going to the throne room now. Who do I want to see on the throne? Now, these are the only four capacities by which God sits on his throne. He doesn't need to sit on the throne as God. Are you with me, church? He does not need to sit on his throne as God. No, 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 no. Throne for who? For what? For him alone? He doesn't need to sit on the throne as God. The throne is a seat, means um, uh, is a set of authority. God does not need to show up to nobody when there was nobody. <laughs> who, who? Can you imagine showing up to yourself? He doesn't. But since human beings showed up, since he created angels, since the 24 elders showed up, since the creatures showed up, the cherubim and the seraphim, then he talked it up by the making of his ultimate design, my friend. Wow, everything changed. God stepped into offices. I told you of the four offices that the Lord occupies, the most expensive one, the one that cost him most, is he being father. And that's why we'll talk about that one tomorrow. But today I'm taking you to the realm of Lord and Judge. Yesterday we spoke about king. And at the realm of king, what do you attract? The glory. I told you something about the glory yesterday. God does not reveal his glory to his enemies. Glory is only for citizens of the kingdom. Citizens of the kingdom. When glory shows up, the natural laws are suspended. And I say for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, anything that needs to be done for you to be who God wants you to be, the glory of God will show for you. Yeah. I want you to understand that we are going to pray. Your prayer will change. Amen. You will understand this. You see, that's why a lot of times people pray, 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 they don't get results. It's not the fact that um, God is not interested in helping them. But if God is the same one that set others in place. <laughs> he has set others in place. Number one, know what is God says so that you don't pray amiss. I give you a typical example. God told the children of Israel, God told the children of Israel and said, All the land, Genesis chapter number 15, the last three verses, 
he told uh, Abraham, he said, all this land I'll give you, starting from the rivers of Egypt, all the way to the land of the Amorites and blah, 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 so so and so see. Now, if you check the demography, that, sorry, the, um, the location that God gave them, the map, um, it had a portion of another land. There was another land that God had promised the Edomites. Yeah, the Edomites. Now, when they were traveling in the wilderness, they got there and God told them, I said, well, I'm giving you all the land from here to here, but this portion of it, huh, it is not your own. As you pass through their city, don't buy, don't sell, don't take anything. Just keep walking through and get away. But you see, that same location is part of, falls within the jurisdiction of God gave them. Now, if they only read the first part of the promise, and they were not around to hear God saying, this is an exemption to where I gave you. They will go and stand in that place and be asking God, Lord, this is part of my life. And God will never hear. There is something God wants for all of us generally. There are some things specific and peculiar to you. That if I ask for it, He won't give me. If you ask for it, He will give you. Because it is in line with His will for your life. It is not everything that God has promised here that is for you. Oh. <laughs> now this news. <laughs> it is not everything that God has promised here that is for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. If God's purpose for, God's purpose for the life of Jesus was to die and have, what is he going to do with house? <laughs> he knows why he had no help. <laughs> what is he going to do with house? Your life will be short anyway. So you can imagine you will live long. Amen. <laughs> I just try to explain to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, please. We're going to discuss here as Lord and Judge. When you want the glory, you miss the king. Now, whenever you want to go talk to God as a king, you must understand his kingdom. If you understand the kingdom, and you go before the king and bow before the king, and, and you know, the Bible says, um, don't be in a haste to leave the presence of the king. Say, when you are going to God as a king, and you want the glory, you cannot be in a hurry. A lot of us want the glory and we don't want to carry it. It doesn't work. <laughs> it does not work. Uh -uh. Once you are going before the king, because the Bible says where the word of the king is, there is power. So until the king speaks, you shouldn't leave. I just got back from one. I was away. I wanted to stay away for Maybe about just four or five days. I ended up staying there for 12 days. I was alone with God. You know, only my wife knew where I was. Now, the reason is this. What I'm going for, until he's done, I can't leave. You need to know God does not exist for you. Please. See, one of the reasons why we cannot get the best of him is because we believe that God exists because of us. Okay. 
is responsible for you, but his existence is not connected to your existence. God does not exist for you, you exist for him. Get it right. The devil has turned it. God does not exist for you, you exist for him. So he is not the one that lives for you, you are the one that should live. Period. Until you realign that paradigm, ladies and gentlemen, all you want to be doing is to use God. Your life will be so limited, you cannot experience glory. God will show you help through his power, but to experience the glory of God, very distant. If he shows up his glory with that mentality, you will abuse it. I exist for God. Revelation 4 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and power and honor and power. For thou hast created how many things? For what? For his pleasure. God wanted to just enjoy himself. He made us. <laughs> made the trees. Put species. If everything on earth has species, including human beings. Oh yeah. Can you imagine that all of us, all races came from one man? Adam was carrying black gene, white gene, middle-bell gene, chinko gene, kokoye gene. All genes were one man. Go to the shark family. You will see tons of species of shark. Go to any plants. You will never have one thing that is one that God created. It's always in variety. Why? It's for its pleasure. Have you been to a Chinese praise worship before? You will, you will not. You will see. That's a variety. Have you been to Nigerian praise worship before? Especially from Wari. When you are done, you don't need the gym. With all energy and vigor. Praise God. And yes, God is what? Variety. So God wants you to stay in your peculiarity. You are... <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go before the king, and a lot of us, what you actually need in your life is the glory. You cannot be in a hurry. When was the last time you went on retreat beside the one the church said we should go on? When was the last time you just shut everything down? I mean no phone. No fault. Ladies and gentlemen, that business you feel you will miss because of that call. If God that you are spending time with cannot give you 100 times of that, it doesn't exist. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now become so interested in what we can get from the earth that what the supernatural can give us is no longer. You know, some, some people now that are pregnant, now some pastors are idiotically pregnant is too. This gospel of is not a gospel. This 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 demonic ministration of effort. Everything is about hard work. One day they were showing some some children uh, praying in their school. How to do their break time? And some of these they were really praying. One day in school, praying in tongues and God, and they now wrote, "Why other children are in the lab? This so and so and so." Nigerian children and some pastors are pegging it. I wanted to tell the pastor, I said, sir, something is wrong with you. And that one is not small. 
Seriously. Because without you knowing, ladies and gentlemen, they are drawing you into their world. What is their world? Effort. I am not a child of effort, man. I'm a child of grace. Before, ladies and gentlemen, I'm first of all a child of effort before I'm a child, a child of grace, not a child of effort. If all you get in life as a Christian is what you feel you work hard for, your life is void of grace. Grace must add to you what you are not qualified for. Yes. You don't want to drop yourself down to the realm of effort, what you can get. That is the, that is the realm of man. We are not seated on earthly places. We are seated in heavenly places. And we are passing it on, sending it to people. So the person that sent me that one, a Christian, I think that guy was a bit upset for the first time. I usually just delete it. I wanted to ask him three questions. Number one, you that spent your time in the lab, what has become of your life? Mm. Sure, say, me, I know you know, you stayed in the lab. Oh, yeah, what made your life? Those of us that didn't stay in the lab, <laughs> let us put ourselves one minute to another. Daniel said, Don't worry, let me just eat this for 10 days. After 10 days, try us. Mm. After three, you said, One day, try us. If we are going to be the same, you will not know the race is not to the streets. The battle is not to the storm. It's not to him that will, not to him that wanted, but of God. May God show you mercy. This faith is supernatural. Our God is supernatural. Your salvation is supernatural. Your going forward is supernatural. Your waking up every day is supernatural. Your victory is supernatural. What others have gone through and they have not been able to come out of, you went up through the fire of the seven of God. Every time you step out and you say, The Lord is with me. His Lord and His hope, the mercy supports you. When you want to go before the throne, you are either going to meet the king, the lord, the judge, father sits on the throne as the head of the family, not as the head of the kingdom. Head of family units. When you talk about God as Lord, let me show you some interesting things in scripture. Look at how God introduced himself to us. Genesis 1 1. Glory be to Jesus. Keep on this, please. You know what you do? I know you are writing, and I love that. Just record something that can be written on the zone. Does it have that capacity? Capacity? Oh, you don't. Know, keep writing. No, I, I love the fact that it's writing. Amen. Genesis 1 1. Are we there? Don't worry, help him, help him. God bless you. That's his own Bible, his opinion. <laughs> Are we there together, ladies and gentlemen? Don't get distracted today, please. Something is in trouble. Amen. I'm telling you, something in your life is in trouble. Yeah. I, saw, I saw a man in chains. Uh, that was one of the reasons I couldn't sleep early. I saw a man in chains. 
I was trying to loosen him. But it was more like anytime I turned to him, he would turn his back on me. So I kept asking the Lord, Lord, why is he turning his back on me? He says he's ashamed. He's ashamed. And as long as he carries that shame, he won't be free. So today, whatever has caused you shame, the Lord will free you from it. Told me some secrets about his life. Now, this way was actually. Now, look at this in Genesis 1:1. In the beginning, God. Now, God there is the word Elohim, creator. The first way that God introduces himself to mankind is as creator. Elohim, the maker of all things. Maker. Now, if you have this Bible, um, strong word or insult, you can always check it. It will give you a number, just, just put your whatever on that number. It will show you God, what God means there. It means Elohim, creator. All through, now, Genesis 1 1, you will see God. Genesis 1 3, you will see God. 1 4, 1 5, 1 6, 1 7, 1 8, 1 9, 1 10, 1 11, 1 12. You won't find in 13, you'll find in 14, there's one in 15, it's in, you have in 16, in 17, 18, 19. You don't have in 19, you have in 20. All through chapter 1, the only aspect of God that was introduced to man was Creator. El Elohim. Elohim the Creator. So the first expression of man, of God towards man, is as creator. So as creator, he was saying, let there be. Let there be and there was. Let there be and there was. Let there be and there was. Whatever you need in your life, if God has to create it today, he will create it. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatever you lack that you need, under this function, let there be in Jesus' mighty name. And the Bible calls this an Now, go with me. When you now go to chapter number two, Elohim was the one being introduced. All you see is God. God was never called anything else. God, Elohim, Elohim. All through chapter 1, till creation finished. Now, the moment it got to chapter number 2, it started again, verse 1, Elohim. Verse 2, Elohim. Verse 3, Elohim. But look at verse 4. Chapter 2, verse number 4. Everybody read, please. Here comes another word. This is the first time in scripture the word Lord shows up. The word Lord. Lord God. The word Jehovah. Lord there is the word Jehovah. Jehovah means the self-existing one. <laughs> so here, God, now he did not start us out by introducing himself as the self-existing one. Which he, it's what he is really, before he showed up, he would start anything. Self-existing. Now, he created everything as Elohim. Now, suddenly, he was about to create the most important thing. When he was creating the trees, he was Elohim. When he was creating the seed, he was Elohim. When he was now kind to make man, 
When it was time to bring up his own image and his rightness, he became the seventh system one. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please read scripture well. Everything you find in scripture, there's no mistake. God has an order. Be meticulous to look for it. Suddenly, here comes God. And he says, add another title to his existing title. Or if we are living Genesis 1 alone, the only God we know is creator. Creator, nothing else. Nothing else. Creator. Please, I'll be showing you something critical here today. It will help you win over the devil. When Satan comes to come and ask you questions, you'll be able to give him an answer. So, suddenly Lord God showed up, which means Jehovah Elohim. In other words, the self-existing creator. Woohoo! Self-existing creator. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't need man to be who he is. You see, he didn't have to declare that to the plants. Because the plants won't have the kind of life that might question his existence. Do you understand me? Yes, so he is about creating someone that has the capacity. So that question is there God? Where did God come from? Who came back to God? <laughs> so he now declares himself. Because the trees who have the revelation and the seas and the birds of the air and the fowls of the air, they will have the revelation of self-existence. They don't even understand the him anyway. But ladies and gentlemen, here now comes someone in his nature, in his likeness. Someone that has the intellect, the ability, the ability to process, to think. God gave him the ability to be who he is. And now says, well, I introduce another name. Jehovah, Lord, self-existing one. In other words, I don't need you to be who I am. I'm about to create someone like me. But I am self-existing. When that, when that creation ceases to exist, I am God. Before he came to be, I am been God. That's why God, excuse me, please, listen carefully. You are not, God doesn't exist for you. If you go to God and you are approaching the throne and you want to meet the Lord of the throne, not the king, not the father, not the judge. You want to meet the Lord on the throne. And I'll tell you the instances where you should be looking for the Lord on the throne. I'll tell you the instances where you should be looking for the king on the throne. Now I'll tell you the instances where you should be looking for the Lord on the throne. The time you need the Lord, don't look for the king. Now, here you don't need the Lord. The Lord is standing up from here. He says, well, even though I created you in my image, please know from today we are not equals. He didn't have to declare that to the tree because they don't have a mind to challenge who he is. Know from this day, I am self-existing. I did not need you to be God. I'm creating you for a pleasure of mine. Before you existed, or before you will exist, I have been existing. So don't think if you don't sing to me, I will hear songs. Don't think if you don't worship me, Stones cannot worship me. Don't 
or because you're anywhere on earth. You feel you you serving God, you are doing God a favor. Ladies and gentlemen, your life has not begun. They told the disciples, stop praising God. Keep quiet. Jesus look at them. You don't know me. Hey, if you know the God we are dealing with, different God game. You don't know me. You have no clue. If this one keep quiet, while they are keeping quiet, you will hear stones. Hey, you will hear stones. And I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the song that God makes stones sing better than human beings. Just to prove a point, I don't need you to be God. I don't need you to be God. Haven't you noticed that the day you do come to church, church this stuff? And the times you came, we didn't even know you came. It's a privilege and an honor to become worthy to come before the throne of God and see God face to face, past the praising altar into the holy place. We have priests used to enter and they will tie them rope around their waist and put them in case they die. We are enter every time. When they heard Jesus talk one day, he said, This is a hard saying, mommy. Difficult saying. So some of them went back. So Jesus comes to his disciples. Are you guys going to go to Do you know why, sir? Because if they went at that point, they will see 12 better disciples than the first one. I was in Seychelles some years back. I decided to adopt that nation as one of my impact stations. I felt it was small enough. So I was bringing in tons of Bible from everywhere, go there, train all the pastors I can train, bring my friends. Um, I think Victor went with me at some point in time. Probably a number of people went with me. We'll go, just go to an impact the kingdom of God in that place. All the nations just come together. We train the others, bring them resources, spend my money, bring everything we can bring from America just to help them grow. We got there for crusades. The last day, or the last time I felt in my spirit, this probably will be the last time I will be here in a while. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, please, can you leave me four crazy young folks? Young folks, because you see, it seems as though these older ones, they are too encumbered, and they have been ensnared by the tyranny, tyranny of their wants and their needs. What will eat mortgage? All so I need four people that are not paying mortgage. <laughs> Anoint them wickedly over. Let them turn this place. Let me leave something here that will be greater than me. That morning, in Sunday service, I was preaching in church. While I was preaching, suddenly, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking of Jesus, the one who rules in the affairs of men. Excellency of knowledge and of wisdom, the sole tormentor of the kingdom of darkness, the enigma who lives in the sea. Who sits in the palace of wonder? He talked away the stars to go on the eastern horizon. 
He put a word, he put on his body, and he starts, he put it to adorn the night. Ladies and gentlemen, how majestic is he in his works? The Bible calls him the glory of God. Immortal, invisible, the only wise one. The glory that cannot be beheld. The Bible says it was in life no man can approach. Governor among the nations, bishop and shepherd of our soul. Hey! Nebu, Nebu Kamlizan. Nebu woke up one morning and he said, hey, Babylon, you walk on my hand. How great I am, Nebu. The Bible says, Nebu slept and he had, and he had a dream. In the dream, the one who rules in the affairs of men, who kept the kingdom into his hand, the one who was born with him supernaturally, making him win back to the other one lost, showed up and said, Hey, you are the one that created the kingdom. I will not show you who was the kingdom. Don't let God show you who was the kingdom. Somebody of the matter, you will become a beast. Lord, you mess with what belongs to me. 
I will show you who is in charge. You think you are in charge because I became quiet? I will let you know who is in charge. So one day I was thinking about that thing. How will God watch you that? You will not even remember. And I remember that scripture. God can lock it away. Nobody, I'm serious. Nobody will remember where he was born. Now even the mom is the mom was alive. God. But thank God it's not happened to my father. God. People. I do wonder why Nebu was a beast. You know, that one guy, I am here, I think I'm going to see him in heaven. No, no, no. Check your speaker. The end of that man, that guy had a relationship with God that was strange. The end of his life that was recorded in the scripture, he was giving glory to God of heaven. Yes. Declared all over his kingdom. That guy is going to be heaven. When Nebu was a beast, no lion came to attack him. Because he was a herbivore. The cannibals didn't feed on him. God kept them away. Mary was seven years old. The person that was eating grass just woke up asking for chicken. <laughs> Give me oatmeal. That was his senses came Ladies and gentlemen, if God does not want you to talk, from this moment I speak, there's no prayer that we should talk. God. When you are approaching as Lord, let me see, show you the difference. You know, there was no way to come before the king yesterday. I just showed you. I'm not the king. Anytime you want to go, do what? I'm not the king. The king loves you when you come praising him. Say, you know, in our tradition, I love you, my tradition. Very rich. The praise singer will be singing from the king. His head will be swearing. Next thing, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? And you come before the Lord on the throne. Exodus 25. You will love me with a melody. You surround me with a song. All the leaders from my enemies till all my feet are gone. I'm no longer a slave to free. Love has called my name. 
the most delicate part of it is when he sees that Lord. When on judgment day, the great white of judgment, you'll be sitting as Lord. As Lord, God is full of fury. As Lord, he's full of what? Arise, O Lord, not O King, not O Father. Arise! And let your whenever he shows up as Lord, it's time to give him some enemies. How do we go in? Verse number 10. Please let me want to read. No, we are not all reading. Let's all read together. What to read? Please take note of the measurement. And now shall I have Okay, go ahead, take the lead. Um, take a lead. Let's go to verse number. That is the act of the covenant. Now he's telling them to make a mercy seat. Go to verse number 17. So go back to verse number 10. Let's do verse 10 again, then we'll compare it with verse 17. What was wrong with your computer? Okay, once more. And they shall make an act of the covenant, yes? Two cubic and a half. Yes. And a cubic and a half of bread 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 and a and now, please, what's the difference between the dimension of the ark and that of the mercy seat? Now, was God seated in the ark or on the mercy seat? Huh? On the mercy seat. Read verse number 20, 22, 21 and 22. So that you know where he's seated. 21 and 22, quickly. And thou shalt put the message above the ark. What's wrong with your system? What's going on? Don't worry, read from your Bible. We don't need this. Yeah, read from the Bible. Yeah. And then I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the message. So, where, where does God speak from? He speaks from. Where was he dwelling? Was it in the ark or on the mercy seat? On the mercy seat. Now, the bastet, go back. Dimension of the ark. The ark had a length, it had a breadth, and it had height. Now, go to verse 17. Let's check the mercy seat. Where God is seated as Lord. So, mercy seat has length, has no height. Why? The only time you measure a man in length and breadth is when the man is dead or fully prostrate on the floor. 
Just needed them to just to bring them closer. The Lord will fast your pastor. I said today is a serious night. We are going to pray. Time is up. Time, let's pray. I gotta stop here.